The words that we'll be meditating on today for the sermon come from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. Pay careful attention, then, to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of our God. It's 2 o'clock a.m., but no one is sleeping. The sound of children playing soccer echoes out over the bay. Next to the soccer field, there's, there's a man mowing his lawn. And nearby, someone else is busy painting their house. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. But on the tiny Norwegian island of Someroy, time is basically non-existent. At least that's how the locals view it. See, Someroy, this island, it's north of the Arctic Circle. And so during summer, for over 60 days, the sun never sets. And so people do whatever they want, whenever they want. Time doesn't really matter. And, and if you ever do go to Someroy, as you drive from the mainland to the island, you'll cross a bridge. On that bridge, you'll notice it's, it's covered with watches all along the railing there. If you go to Someroy, you might as well just take off your own watch and add it to the collection. You're not going to need it because you're entering the land that time forgot. And really, the, the people of Someroy, they actually want to abolish time. This, this past June, they, they actually signed a petition to try to become the world's first official time-free zone. Time doesn't matter in Someroy. But as much as it seems like time has no effect on this island, we know, of course, the slow, steady march of time. It continues on. You can't stop it. And even if, if you throw away your watch and, and you break your clocks, of course, the sands of time continue to flow through the hourglass. And we humans, we, we kind of have a, a strange relationship with time. We kind of start off our life wanting to fast forward, to get to the good stuff, to grow up. But then at a certain point, it switches, right? All of a sudden, we want to rewind the time. And of course, now you can. With that, that trendy face app on your phone, you can take a picture of yourself, see what you're going to look like when you're an old person, or you can rewind time and get a, another picture of yourself to look young again. And there's, there's another weird thing we do with time. We kind of view it as a possession, as something that we own, a resource to be bought and sold. And, of course, that's why we talk about spending Time. We treat it like money, like a resource. And we might even sometimes think of it as an infinite resource. We got plenty of it until we get terrified of running out of it in the end. 
And so we enroll in time management courses, we subscribe to emails that can give us tips and trends on how to best use our time. But even then, we find ourselves wasting so much time, watching the sands of time flowing through our fingers. Turns out, we can't abolish time. Not even if we all move to the island of Samaroy. Time is a limited resource, and so we really do want to learn how to be time-wise. God wants us to be time-wise, too. And actually, he talks about time quite a bit in the Bible. Usually, God's referring to time about how fleeting it is for us humans, us mortal humans. But God also, he gives you some stuff in his word to help you become time-wise. Today in Ephesians chapter 5, God gives you some pointers on how you can use your time to be wise with it. And he also tells you some ways maybe not to use your time. Maybe you summarize everything God's saying here as, God wants you to make the most of the time you've been given. He says, pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise making the most of the time because the days are evil. Uh, God's first command here, it's simple, but it's important. Pay attention to how you live. Maybe you start to realize even the, the small decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis, they, they do still matter. We kind of want to pay attention to how we're spending our time. Pay attention to the details. The little things add up. For example, deciding to sit down in the basement watching TV instead of spending quality time with your spouse, there's going to be a cumulative effect there if it's done over time again and again. The results aren't going to be good. Or, or maybe skipping worship on Sunday because you had a late Saturday night. I mean, it's going to happen now and again. It's not like you're going to lose your faith. But skipping, when skipping worship becomes a, a habit rather than just an exception, there's going to be a cumulative effect there, too, uh, an effect on your faith. Never underestimate how much we do need to be connected to God's word and the means of grace. Don't let yourself go too long without it. We want to be careful how we, how we use our time to weigh out what the impact will be, even in the small decisions, for better or worse. When we pay attention to how we live, that means we can walk in life as a wise person, not as unwise. And a wise person isn't just knowledgeable. A wise person knows how to apply that acquired knowledge. An example there, imagine you, you know there's, there's a road or a stoplight that is torturously slow in the time around rush hour. It would be wise for you to find another route, a back road that would let you get around that and go, get home faster. It'd be kind of foolish to sit there day after day in that traffic jam, especially if you did know about a faster route. Not really being wise then, right? And you don't have to be an old wizard or a university professor to be a wise person. Being wise just means applying the knowledge that you've acquired. And as a Christian, the most important knowledge you've acquired is the knowledge God gives you in his word. You know God's law. You know God's gospel. 
in, when you apply that acquired knowledge, when you live by faith, you get to walk wisely, to, to look before you leap, to, to make decisions that end up being good and right. This is practical wisdom used for everyday living. And the way that God talks about making the most of the time here, it's, it's really perfect. A perfect way to talk about it to our 21st century American brains. And why is that? Because that, that phrase there, making the most of the time, to make the most of something here, literally means to buy something up. And that fits right in with how we view time. Viewing it as a, as a resource to be bought or sold. Really, God is saying here, buy up the time. To be economic with the time God has given to you. Because it's a limited resource. We only have so much of it, right? And so maybe really cherish the precious time you've been given to spend with your, your families. Whatever stage of life you're at. Buy up that time like you're buying up a shelf of discounted Oreos at the store. Deals like that aren't going to last forever, this side of heaven. In general, it's probably a good idea to, to spend your time on people. I mean, we could all probably use with a little more cutting out of time wasters in our life. I mean, what's, what's better, scrolling through Facebook for hours or creating real memories with real people? And of course, the, the best way you can spend your time is being in God's word. Find whatever time you can to buy up time to be connected to your Savior, connected to the, the good news of your salvation. Be spiritually economic with the time God has given to you. And when, when you spend your time being in God's word, being connected to it, then you get to walk through life with hope, assurance that you're forgiven, comfort in times of trouble. And maybe also remember to, to buy up whatever time you can to carry out God's mission. Once again, remember, spending time on people is always a good idea. And God's mission to, to seek the lost, to spread the gospel message to them, it's a mission with a time limit. It only goes so long. Because each one of us has been given a time of grace. A time that we get to live here on earth and the time we have to, to come to faith in Jesus. And of course, we don't, we don't know how long our own time of grace will be. How long we have to labor in God's mission field here. Same also goes for the people we're witnessing too. We don't, we don't know how long their time of grace might be. And a famous hymn writer named Isaac Watts, he wrote this in one of his hymns, Time, like an ever-rolling stream, soon bears us all away. There's an urgency then to our mission, isn't there? Making the most of the time we've been given is also important because this kind of strange phrase here, the days are evil. Um, what this means is, think about it, there's, there's a lot of things in this world clamoring for your time, your attention. Not all of them are good. Even the little time wasters like, like Facebook and, and TV, yeah, yeah, they're not evil in and of themselves by any means. But they could become that way 
if they continually distract us from what's really important. Remember that, that cumulative effect that happens when we don't pay attention to where our time's going? The results can be harmful to you or to the people in your life. The results could even be harmful to your faith. Just remember, your, your enemy, the devil, he's patient. He is going to want to use your own sinful nature and the, the time traps of this world to suck you in slowly until he can cut you off from God. And he's in no rush. He is okay playing the slow game, watching you slowly have your attention drift away from God and others until it's all focused in on yourself. The days could certainly be evil. We want to be careful in the way we spend our time. The next thing God says is, so don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living. Being time-wise is all tied to understanding what the Lord's will is. When we disobey God's will, we're, essentially we're being foolish. In, in other words, we're living without our senses when we walk contrary to God's will. When we start to just live for the moment instead of living for God's will to be done, we're probably going to get into all kinds of trouble. And just one example God gives us here is, is this example to don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living. I mean, drunkenness is, is really a prime example of foolishly living for the moment. Just ask anyone who's got a hangover the next morning. There, there's no future benefit in this. Quite the opposite. Getting drunk is a good example of making an impulse buy with your time. To, to buy into a moment just to in, to, for the enjoyment of it, and just maybe to get the brief satisfaction it might give you. It, it's kind of like going shopping at the grocery store when you're hungry you're probably going to end up buying a whole bunch of stuff you shouldn't have bought. So avoid that reckless impulse buy with your time, living for the moment. There's really that word reckless. What it means is wasteful consumption. And the more we kind of just live for the moment, the more there'll be some wasteful time consumption. God's time management plan is kind of calling on us to deny ourselves some guilty pleasures and even maybe some seemingly innocent distractions in order to follow his, his time timeline here. But we're pretty lousy at choosing how to spend our time. Even as Christians, it doesn't change the fact that there's a lot of times we, we choose to live for the moment rather than live for God's will to be done. And those sinful passions that for the impulse buys. They're always vying for control of our lives. Sometimes we just kind of hand the controls over to sin to have its way with us. We're not always the best at paying attention to how we use our time. We need to be careful. Jesus himself said, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. Time can't be abolished. One day it will run out for us. The, the door on our time of grace will swing shut. 
we need to learn how to be time wise but as sinners we struggle we really struggle to be time wise and now more than ever we have to understand what the Lord's will is know this the first item on the list of God's will is for sinners to be with him in heaven eternal blessings that that never have a time limit that's God's will for you his top priority is your salvation Jesus gave his time all his time on this earth pursuing God's mission for you he saw your salvation completed from beginning to end Jesus was time wise in every way he always understood his father's will and always carried it out he never gave in to the, the temptation of living for the moment he refused to make any impulse buys with his time his perfect life his perfect use of time was substituted for yours his life was dedicated on the cross to buy up your life, to buy up all your sins and replace them with forgiveness. Knowing this, understanding this is what the Lord's will for you is, that's going to change everything. Jesus, he wins the future for you so you can live for the moment in the best possible way. You get to make the most of the time in the present, here, now. You get to live for the moment in the best possible way as, as you cradle God's work of salvation in your arms. You get to live for the moment in the best possible way as you recklessly, impulsively share God's good news with others. You get to live for the moment in the best possible way as you spend time with your family, knowing that even when time snatches you away from them, that you'll see them again that there's a place waiting for you that time cannot touch, where time will be abolished, a real time-free zone, not on the island of Samaroy, but in heaven. Understanding this changes how you, you use your time now, doesn't it? Now you know how to spend your time. You, you spend it being filled with the Spirit. Instead of being filled with empty time wasters or living for the moment, you spend your time being filled with the Spirit, clinging to what God's will is for you. And now that, that promise, that, or sorry, that prayer that's in Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, it's answered for you. Clinging to God's word means that you have learned to number your days aright. That you have gained a heart of wisdom to be time-wise. And, and being filled with the Spirit means that now you're, you're dominated by the Spirit not, those sin, not that sinful nature. So you can continue to look for more opportunities to be filled with the good stuff. And you know where to find the good stuff. It's in God's Word. It's the, it's the stuff you get to be filled with every week here at worship. And reading and hearing the Gospel is going to be the best use of your time possible. Let us not give up meeting together. Let's continue encouraging one another with the gospel, with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, 
singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's keep doing exactly what we're doing here at worship. And I remember when I was a student at the seminary, never felt like I had enough time. There was class in the morning, had to go to work in the afternoon, homework in the evening. Whenever Wednesday night rolled around, the seminary held a evening compline service at, at the chapel. And I always felt, come on, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. I'm going to have to skip it this week. But every time I did go, over busy and overstressed, I always found it to be the best use of my time, by far. Sitting there in the evening being filled with God's word, getting to sing psalms and, and hymns of thanks is what my busy, time-worried heart needed. It was even better to be there than spending another half hour getting stuff done. And I pray the same can happen for you, being here at Sunday worship, weekday Bible studies, being in devotion and prayer in your, at, at your home, that when you spend time in God's word, you walk away and you can say, that was worth the time. That's what I needed. That was time wise. Amen.